0: Whenever someone asks me if I believe in heaven and hell,
1: I tell them I don't know about heaven, but on hell. I'm an expert. Today, at 11
0: a.m. in Sarajevo, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. The Balkans are about to go to hell. Countries mobilizing against each other. Unless we're united, mankind is done for. Martians been 15 years since the first invasion. Are we ready, sir? I won't allow myself to believe anything else. I'll watch
2: the birds fly south across the autumn sky. And one by one
1: they disappear. I wish that I was flying.
2: You came to love
1: me Like a leaf on a breeze You blew away All
2: right! All right. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith.
1: This is Kyle. This is Eamon.
0: We and haven't had an alright in a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. Since we, the alright
1: is reared its, it's familiar face. It's true. Much like the aliens in this movie.
2: That's true. true. It had been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to a very special bonus episode where we are going to be covering War of the World's Goliath which has got some cool Highlander connections. And last week, you probably heard our cool interview with animator and director Joe Pearson from the Highlander Worldwide Convention last
0: October. This is an interesting Highlander-adjacent property, because not only did he do Highlander, the search for vengeance, the Highlander anime that I'm sure we will cover at some point, uh, but he also called up a bunch of his Highlander connections to make this piece, which involves a lot of Highlander talent that we'll be discussing in detail.
2: That's right. So, yeah, we all watched this uh, this week, and then we thought we would talk about it in detail. So I didn't. I'm just intuiting all of this. Okay. <laughs> Including Intuit. all my thoughts about the plot. I'm just strumming it from the
0: ether. Yeah. <laughs> Very
2: good. Like a book report. <laughs> yeah, like a book report. I don't know.
0: I just read the dust jacket,
2: guys. <laughs> okay, so War of the Worlds Goliath uh, was released in... 2012. 2012 in <laughs> 3D. Malaysian. It is Malaysian. It's a Malaysian, Malaysian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that the <laughs> Malady guy? Yeah.
1: Tip of the fedora.
2: Your Irish accent is almost as good as Adrian Paul's in this.
1: <laughs> Oh. oh,
2: oh. <laughs> I like Adrian <laughs> Paul's <laughs> accent in this.
1: He's having fun.
2: All right, well, let's get into the, the details here. So, War of the Worlds Goliath uh, is available on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this streaming anywhere? I believe you can rent it. So, if you'd like to see it, we encourage you to buy it to support people like David Abramowitz, who produced it, and Joe Pearson, who and, directed and, it. That's right. David Abramowitz
0: also is the wrote the screenplay. That's right. Correct.
2: So yes. Yeah. So first, let's uh, talk about who directed it, Mr. Joe Pearson, Joe Pearson, who we interviewed last week, and you heard a lot of cool behind-the-scenes stories from him. He was the animation supervisor on Highlander: The Search for Vend- Vendance? Vengeance. Vendance. That's um, actually
0: uh, when you're really upset about a vending machine that yeah, took your money.
1: You yeah. get vendants upon it, <laughs> or is that
2: what it gets on you? Like you know how they like, <laughs> like giving you your money, <laughs> or when
1: like when what is it? Like 14 you?
2: people a year get crushed <laughs> yeah. by vending
1: machines? It that's gets vendants. Sympathy uh, for Mr. Vendence.
2: Yeah, actually, Amon, do you want to tell us about uh, Mr. Joe Pearson since you're Mr. Animation? Uh, sure. Well, you um, were you were uh, July 1999 <laughs> in the Mr. Animation <laughs> cattle, calendar. Uh,
1: that's right. Uh, Joe Pearson, he was the designer of Crash Bandicoot, the original designer of the classic video game character that we all know and love for PlayStation.
2: I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that was. Did nuts. he design the Crash Dance? That I'm not sure about, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. It's a good deployment of the Suck It gesture. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like, didn't they just release like a Crash Bandicoot game?
1: They did. Do you think oh, he gets they? residuals for oh, that? absolutely. I hope so. Yeah. Actually, I don't know about that. I don't know how video game rights were.
0: Especially I back think it's then. Like all, I think it's like all of this, this shit. It depends on how good your contract was when you made it.
2: Yeah. Then back then, I'm sure the contracts were yeah, probably good. Not yeah. so
0: great. Yeah, huh. By the time Crash Bandicoot hit the scene, video games were a pretty established industry. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you like, designed an At-
2: uh, that beloved Atari character.
0: Yeah. Right. E.T. <laughs> um. E-T.
2: But Crash was like the Sony PlayStation answer to like Sonic. Sonic
1: or like Sonic. Like they wanted like a Mario. mascot. yeah.
2: And they were like, we want like something that's like crazy and has like attitude. Little, yeah,
0: his is some attitude.
1: Yeah, he does have attitude. Catitude. Is Band- he a cat? What is, no, he's, he's a bandicoot. He's a bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> it's in <Yeah>. his name. <laughs> Which who heard of bandicoots before that game unless you lived in... Australia, No one. No one. <laughs> the answer is no one. Um, He helped create a show called Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, which I used to really like. Oh, I do recall that show. Yeah. it was. I, I saw that on
0: his
2: IMDb. I was like, whoa, bonkers. It's got cool animation. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like cool space fights. and It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a cool show. Yeah. <laughs> These apes are beautiful. Yeah. But
1: it's like, I used to watch it when I was a kid. So when I met him in person, I was kind of pretty shocked
2: yeah your reaction uh, in the uh, the interview is pretty funny yeah. when he's like oh i did this show you're like what what
1: he also had a hand put people will probably know his work most from the pearl jam music video do the evolution right which he's actually releasing an art book for um which we talk about on the interview but uh i followed the art book group on facebook and it's it's pretty awesome and exciting um did you guys like pearl jam
2: I did like Pearl Jam. I still do like Pearl Jam. They're
0: a good band. Also, I love Yarling, so let's just give that up to Pearl Jam. Yarling? It's like the, the term for that 90s, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Eddie
1: Vedder was the king of that. Yeah,
0: apparently that's called Yarling. yarling. <laughs> Interesting. It's like uh, a combination of yodeling and growling, I think, yarling. is where it
1: came from. Pearl Jam was my second concert, and I went there with my dad and my friend in eighth grade, and Iggy Pop opened for them, Wow, And he called awesome. all the audience cocksuckers. <laughs> were you quite scandalized by this? I was. I was scared to be there. <laughs> and then all these people were doing nitrous in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the drunk nitrous dude fell over and hit his head on my dad's car. And the next morning, there was blood and hair oh, stuck to my God.
2: car. This guy was really <laughs> fucked up. How old were you at this point?
1: I was in eighth grade. Okay, so I don't remember exactly what age that is, but it's like thirteen. I was a sheltered kid. I was terrified. I like thought I wasn't gonna make it out. Yeah,
2: that's a rough experience.
1: Yeah, and it was at the Tweeter Center or or whatever. Oh yeah, the
2: people from Footloose were right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joe worked with uh, Yoshi Yaki Kawajiri f- to make uh, Highlander Search for Vengeance. And Kawajiri, he um, did such classic anime movies as Demon City Shinjuku and Wicked City and Vampire Hunter D2. Not the original? Not the original. The original was Toyo Ashida.
2: I'm excited to talk about that movie. Yeah, me too. That is a movie it's I've been, seen once. I, I think I saw it once only with you. Yeah. Yeah, me when too. When it first came out, I rented it from, I want to say I rented it from West... Well, west coast video i think it was wow video Mm. wow video video stores
1: but joe's really up on the animation he's a big fan we got to rap a little about animation and it was great
2: yeah it's a cool interview if you haven't checked it out already make sure to hear it uh in last week's podcast feed or more importantly check out the video posted on our facebook page uh, Joe also did work um, as a background artist for, like, Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, cool. And Tiny Toon Adventures.
1: Those are two cartoons I loved as a child.
2: I thought you were going to stop there. Those are two cartoons. <laughs> Those are two cartoons. No, <laughs> I love, especially
1: Rocco's Modern Life. That was one of my favorite cartoons.
2: I was not allowed to watch Rocco's Modern Life. Probably Why? there. Were you? I don't know if you've gone, if you've no. gone back and watched it... There's a lot of sex. It's all sex jokes. It's really adult. That's from that era when, like, Chicken Nickelodeon didn't know what it was quite doing. Yeah, because like it made Ren and Stimpy. The demographic that had like made Nickelodeon Nickelodeon was getting older, and I think Nickelodeon was like, "Do we age up with our demo?" Yeah. And, like, that's why they were producing shit like Ren and Stimpy, Rocko's Modern Life. Uh, which are gross. They're really gross. It's like a bunch of, like, gross. teenage gross-out humor yeah. uh, and sex jokes. But then I think they realized that was not for them. And they dialed it back and was like, no, we're a kids' network. Here's and we're going to <laughs>
1: yeah. I used to love Rugrats. That was a great show.
2: There are a lot of good cool. shows. Yeah, because <laughs> they did a reboot of Rugrats too. They were like, "Oh, well, we'll make teenage Rugrats." Oh, they
0: did do teenage. That was much later, though. Yeah, that was like after they made a movie.
1: That to not so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Who's saying these beloved babies, as
2: teenagers, yeah.
1: wouldn't work out? Chucky still wasn't diaper trained. Was Chucky Chucky because he looked like Chucky the murderous doll? Probably. maybe Yeah. A grown up Chucky. That's horrifying.
2: Where's that movie? I grown-up know. Chucky. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm Chucky. waiting for that one. But how do dolls age? That's, That's actually good. the
0: joke that the doll looks exactly the same. He's just older. The doll's
1: older now. He's carrot top.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So who produced this movie, Eamon?
1: Kevin Eastman. That's right. Who's he? The co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Maybe you've heard of them. <laughs>
2: Maybe. I know. This is From the, this the podcast. This, podcast. Every this is episode. finally the, the moment where yeah. we can talk about Ninja Turtles.
1: Legitimately. Legitimately. And also Leon Tan, who I believe Joe met on a train in Hong Kong. Or yes. a bus, and they just struck up a conversation, and that's how this movie came to be. Or got the ball rolling. Right. Got a network to get work. That's <laughs> right. Kevin Eastman, I can't remember if he drew the comics, or I think he drew the comics. And Peter Laird maybe wrote them. Or yeah. Maybe they both did it. And Kevin Eastman, he's, uh, he did a lot of heavy metal. He was involved in the U.S. version of that. Right. I think he bought the
2: magazine at some point yeah. with his Ninja Turtle money. Mm-hmm. He must be rich as Fuck. If he's right? still yeah.
0: making, uh, if he's still making money off of all these Ninja Turtle shit they keep putting out. Yeah, his
2: name is on every single Ninja Turtle's thing ever. Yeah, the he cereal. must be getting that that turtle cereal, that turtle money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Did you guys eat that cereal? I don't there think was I. Ninja another Tur-
2: thing I think I was not, not allowed, allowed to, to eat <laughs> <laughs> because it yeah. was like a what bunch else of shit
1: you allowed to have. None Let's just go down the list. <laughs> <laughs> Clean water. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to eat Cocoa Puffs or no Cookie Crisp. Yeah, because oh, it's just cookies. Just cookies. It's yeah.
0: just a bowl of fucking cookies. <laughs> no one should be allowed to eat cookie crisp, other
2: than as cookies oh, yeah. Ooh, as a cookie crisp. I make the calls and I say cookies aren't right, for breakfast. Another cartoon mascot that like steals cereal. There's a lot of like. Cereal so theft. theft, theft, theft yeah, a lot of in cereal industry?
0: For something so inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. That was like one of the big shockers when I started spending, like having my own money to spend. I was like, you mean I can buy bullshit cereal? And it's also the cheapest thing I can eat for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> For
2: dinner.
1: <laughs> captain Crunch is oddly expensive.
0: Is
2: it? Yeah. It's,
0: well, you, you probably have
1: premium for his rank. That's yeah, true. Mm. Only the best for the captain. G-
0: gotta pay for his opulent lifestyle. On the final <laughs> topic of Ninja <laughs> Turtles, I got into an argument with someone the other day about whether or not Master Splinter was actually Samato Yoshi, who was turned into a rat, or if he was uh. Samato Yoshi's
2: rat. I think it depends on the version. Yeah. That, that of was the... what I said, and they yeah. said,
0: like, no, he's... Who is this
1: person?
2: In the original Ninja Turtle? like, the 89 or... A- what, what year did... In the movie. In the, 88 car- in the 88 cartoon, it is Yoshi that turns into a rat, correct? Yeah, yes. it's in the opening credits. That right. Yeah. show it. But then in the movie... It's his pet. rat. It's his right. pet rat, that's who also is hyper intelligent kung and fu. is able to do yeah. kung fu. So. Yeah, the montage when they show the little, <laughs> the rat, little rat doing, doing karate. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> what the f?
2: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense it. that he'd be a rat, like because that's how the like the mutagen works. Like, oh, why yeah. would a person turn into no a rat? rat. <laughs> like, I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, but
2: then you need an explanation for how a rat learns ninjutsu. So, oh, and yeah. then in the is it in the newer cartoons or? Oh no! Maybe it's in the newer movie, like the Michael Bay oh, Turtles, God. that like I that, that, that he the rat finds a karate book in the sewer right. and learns. Yeah, I think and learns it. it through a book. It's like that, what you really can do sense.
1: anything with a book. So the rat knew how to read. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think from the ooze. The ooze gives him the ability to read, and while he's
1: transforming, he very quickly learns. How to fight is Megan Fox? Is she April O'Neil in that movie? Yes. yes. Is that what I'm supposed to believe? <laughs> this is is what you're th-
2: supposed to believe?
1: Still a reporter?
0: She is still a reporter. And Will Arnett's her camera guy slash uh. Vern,
1: occasional sexual predator. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's what I want in my turtles.
2: <laughs> Krang is he in it? Not in the first one. Did mm. I see the second one? Question mark. I, I did not. I see don't see the think I one. did. I, no. I'd like to. <laughs> I remember not hating the first one, which really? is a weird. Wow. But I also just don't care. Like, I'm like, it's a Ninja Turtles movie. Ninja Turtles is for eight year olds to begin with. Like, I I can't take this seriously. Like, oh, it ruined my childhood. It's like, whatever. I don't care.
1: I mean, my childhood was already ruined because of Ghostbusters.
2: Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, right? (laughs) The new one, right? Yeah. Yeah, This is a joke. (laughs) People who say that are the
1: worst. (laughs) We're kidding. We're kidding. Who wrote this movie, you ask? That's (laughs) right. David and Joe Pearson.
2: Correct. Yeah, Joe wrote the story, inspired by none other than... H.G. H. Wells. Wells. So how about, this is how we should talk I about just this. I just assume that stands for hug. Hug
0: Wells. Hug Wells.
2: So this is a sequel to War of the Worlds. Right. This
0: takes the premise that after all the aliens described in War of the Worlds die, that human civilization goes on and is radically altered by the alien remains and their technology that is left behind on Earth. Right. But of course, they come back.
2: Very good. So, who stars in this movie? How about we do, like, we run down the cast and we talk a little bit about each character? Does that make sense? Or we, like,
0: as we go through each cast member, we talk about Ninja Turtles (laughs) every time it comes up. I'm just kidding. But that's probably what's going to (laughs) happen. This movie stars Peter Wingfield. It's good to see him as the leading man. He plays Captain Shaw, who's kind of like the hotshot.
1: I thought his name was Eric Wells. It's Wells. It's Wells. Eric Wells. Eric Wells. (laughs) Like H.G. Wells. Wink, wink.
2: Oh. Oh. First time I picked that up. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. See that? So, let's talk about Mr. uh Captain Eric Wells. What's his character like?
1: He's optimistic. He's in the war against the aliens because his parents were, were zapped by a tripod.
2: Yeah. He like um, witnessed the first war when he was a child. Right. And maybe got his own parents killed, spoiler alert. Definitely.
1: Definitely got his own parents killed. Live with that, Eric. <laughs> Eric Wells Shaw. <laughs> He's the leader of the Goliath tripod, which we'll get into later.
2: Yes. Uh, This movie also stars Elizabeth Grayson. She She plays (laughs) generic love interest, though in the special features. Lieutenant (laughs) Jennifer Carter. Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse
1: me. (laughs) What did I say? That sounds similar. She's like a a railroad heiress that leaves her rich lifestyle to... In the War of the Worlds to Goliath. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. She saw the first one and was like, sign me up for the sequel. Yeah. Sign yeah. me
1: up. The squeakle. Cool. Uh, she's like um, a blonde, buxom. Characters.
0: this is
2: true
1: yeah
0: in the grand anime tradition of those characters yeah yeah
2: yeah uh this movie also stars jim burns joe dawson himself as teddy Teddy roosevelt Roosevelt. an odd alternate
0: universe of teddy roosevelt where he's jacked (laughs) (laughs) he's fucking jacked two i assume he's never been president
2: yeah he is the secretary of war right which
0: by 1914 which is when this is set he had already been president and oh, I, I lost re-election to Woodrow Wilson in a three-way race with William Howard Taft. So, I, I don't know if that happens. No one ever refers to him as Mr. President, though.
2: No. No. Interesting.
1: That is interesting. He yeah, holds, he is jacked up. He's jacked up. He has a big ray gun. He gets, yeah, there's lots of ray guns. Yeah. In War of the Worlds,
0: they refer to these tripod machines, which is why all the technology is based on like these multi-legged walker mm-hmm. johns. And the book also describes... Heat rays, essentially, that melt people. We get to see like ten thousand people get melted in this, in somewhat graphic detail. Oh yeah,
1: it's <laughs> one of my favorite things about this movie.
0: <laughs> Is it really? Or
1: yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> the, the horror, horrific melting. Yeah.
0: Jim Burns. Uh, I will say two things. One, he does a great version of what I imagine Teddy Roosevelt's voice sounds like. But two, we don't have to imagine it. There are recordings of Teddy Roosevelt. He does not sound like that at all. He actually has a very high voice.
1: Bully, bully.
2: (laughs) He's kind of got a squeaky voice. Interesting. This movie also stars Adam Baldwin. Yeah, as Wilson. Wilson? Stars
1: is a strong word. Well, he's one of the
2: like a he's one of the top build. He's top build because he's Adam Baldwin, but he's like a very I shouldn't even say supporting member. He's like almost has like a guest appearance. Like it's like yeah, he's a character that appears like halfway through the movie for a bit.
1: He probably says ten lines. He's a weird like unhinged renegade type character. Yeah, he's like crazy
2: in the desert. Yeah.
1: But I do have
0: one question. Is that
2: glass bulletproof? Only one way to find out. <laughs> no. Nope. Wait, what does he say? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, sorry. This is an Independence Day joke. <laughs> oh, I thought it was in this movie. I, I always forget he's in that movie. Oh, right. He never forgot. kind of
1: <laughs> went off the deep end a little bit, right? In real life? Or? Yeah. In this, huh. in, this, in this movie, definitely. Yes. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah, and he shoots the... Yeah, I remember. He's like the uh, he's head the, security dude or... No, he's, he's like the head military... Securi- yeah. He's the head security
0: dude for the president. Yeah.
2: And he, Seemingly. He was in Firefly, so... Yeah.
0: That might be his biggest nerd credential. Yeah.
2: But he, has, he does a lot of voice work, mm-hmm. so... And then finally, this yeah, movie good. also stars AP himself, Adrian Paul, in a supporting role... Yeah, it is
0: interesting, because normally we're so used to seeing AP play the, the hero with Mythos
1: being kind of the background schemer guy. Yeah. The script is flipped. Patrick O'Brien. hmm Like, they were like, I don't know if Adrian Paul can do an Irish accent. They even say it in the the special features. Well, yeah. it was a bit of a stretch to get Adrian in this. I'm like, really? <laughs> was it really a stretch?
2: I liked AP in this. I thought it yeah. was funny. He's like also the comic relief.
1: Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I enjoyed good. it. And it looked like he was having fun in the behind-the-scenes features. For some reason, when you said it looked like you were having fun, with thought you meant his animated character. Yeah, it <laughs> looked like, like he's his having cartoon is having, having a lot fun of fun. At the time of his life. But also has uh, Bo Billingsley, who did yes. the voice of uh, Jet Black on Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's a big voice actor.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I love Cowboy Bebop. So that was, it rules. That was cool to see. Although he doesn't have much to do in this movie.
2: No. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> well, indeed. Yeah. All right, so how about we read the IMDb... Uh, movie description and then we can talk about this Ooh, in detail have you read yeah. this yet i have not read this okay I exactly. <laughs> copy actually, based on my
0: notes I, I am uh looking forward to this
2: a retro futuristic epic of steampunk battle set in 1914 it has been 15 years since the original h.g wells martian invasion fearing another attack the human race has prepared itself this is the story of the battle tripod goliath and its young crew Goliath is the vanguard of an army of steam-powered battle walkers, heat-ray biplanes, and armored zeppelins facing a Martian fleet of giant fighting machines and flying wings. Within the cockpit of Goliath, courage under fire, conflicted loyalties, and the struggle to save Earth in this new War of the Worlds. New War of the Worlds. We got it. Yeah. Nailed it. We're not going to go, like, beat by beat into this movie, but why don't we kind of talk about the general plot? Sure. Did you guys like the opening credits? I actually... The opening credits may have actually been my favorite part. I dug them. Yeah. But opening
0: credits involve this kind of montage, which actually echoes some of the opening lines in War of the Worlds. Because in the opening lines of War of the Worlds, he talks about how, like, while humans are living, like, their bucolic country life or whatever... Meanwhile, Martians are preparing to invade the Earth, and they do this, like, side-by-side thing of, like, this kind of very beautiful English countryside life in, like, this kind of sepia tone. Yeah, it's all, like, like, these
2: sepia paintings, which is cool.
0: Yeah, with then the
1: Martians preparing to come fuck our shit up. Mm -hmm. Like a moving moving old photograph or something. And it's showing the... The aliens preparing for their invasion of Earth, and Eric Wells and his family like settling in a new home and preparing blah, blah, for blah. a picnic. Yeah, <laughs>
2: right. So then this this movie does open, I guess, at, in the original War of the Worlds. So, Eamon, why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, the aliens are invading. Eric and his family are trying to escape. Eric, for some reason, is is behind them and is transfixed. By an alien tripod, um, but like London is com- completely destroyed, and Eric's parents are like, "Where's Eric?" And they turn around, and he's just standing there. <laughs> yeah. So then
2: yeah, they, I don't
0: know, understand what's going on. He's just like staring at it. Like, I guess in fear. And then her right? dad, his dad, runs out to go save him, and blah, blah, that's blah. the first of that. Is that the first melting
2: we get to see? I think so. It's fucking gory. This yeah. movie is. Gruesome.
1: So all their like clothes melt away, then all their skin, then their skeleton. It's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> and this is probably the the longest they spend on a particular melting.
0: Yeah. So it's they like you re- tr- really drink it in.
2: It's like in Terminator Two when the bomb explodes and Sarah Connor like gets ripped to shreds. Oh, and on the their on the, skeleton on on the playground. Yeah. yeah. It's brutal.
1: It is. So both
2: go, go, go. his parents end up getting like heat yeah. lasered.
1: I didn't understand this. The the alien then dies. And I guess this is like from the original story where they all just kind of suddenly.
2: Yeah. They
1: they
0: die from Earth's bacteria right. yeah. to which they had no immunity, which right. is something that does happen in the H.G. Wells story. Yeah. You know, the main characters like hiding underground and they're like all just trying to survive. And then all of a sudden, you know, they it's last long enough that the war just kind of stops. Yeah.
2: Right. So then we cut to 15 years later. So. Mr. Eric Wells is a young man, right? I'm assuming. 15 years? I don't know. How old is he in the flashback? It's a little hard to tell. I'm I'm bad at judging anime ages.
0: Yeah. And real ages. So this is a (laughs) real double one-two punch.
2: But I guess he's... He's like in his early 20s, right? Mid-20s at the... Yeah, yeah. that's
0: what I think. But uh, he added all that age directly to his shoulders. (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk about the shoulders of this? Sure. They are... Pointy? Pointy. (laughs) And people are jacked. There's only one woman in this whole thing, really. Mm. So... But it applies equal to her. It's like body dysmorphia for everyone. Yeah. I feel like I need to go to the gym and exclusively work on my upper body and also compress my waist.
1: I thought everybody kind of looked like those rescue hero characters. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like the firemen and police. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that's right. Where they all have like blocky torsos and like square like hands and feet that are oversized. Mm -hmm. This is kind of how I saw these characters resembling.
2: So, the movie opens up. well, we get like a a big kind of tour in New York City, which I thought was kind of fun. I don't know yeah. It's a it, whole steampunky world, lots of gears, and
1: yeah, there's a like monorail. robots walking around weird high tech monorails, everything's steam powered, monorail monorail
0: but then we cut also to the, the statues are all different did you notice that
1: yeah like the, the statue, statue of liberty is holding a sword yeah. instead of a, a torch right yeah there's also just this
0: statue i think it's based on another statue in new york but i'm not sure what of just this like woman holding a gatling gun or something yeah she's like know. very
2: angelic and <laughs> she's just, like looking Pulling like she's mowing down, down people yeah. yeah it's like i thought that was cool yeah.
0: yeah we are hitting kind of the overall strongest part of this which is, it's like a fun world to mill around in. Like, there's some interesting tidbits, and it's interesting. Like, it's fun the way they've imagined this time period. Right. That's futuristic and retro all at once. Yeah. So, like, the planes are all like weird old timey triplanes, but I right. also have laser cannons and rockets.
2: Yeah. It's a cool idea. I mean, taking like the tech from the war and like applying it to Earth civilizations. Cause like, we're so far behind the Martians that we like are catching up with their tech. I feel like Independence Day does this. Independence Day 2
1: yeah. did it. That's what
2: I mean, yeah. After mm. this.
1: Is Independence Day 2 just a ripoff of War of the Worlds? <laughs> I read cool. that online. A lot of people oh, were really? saying that Independence 2 ripped off their storyline from this
2: movie. I feel like Men in Black does this, too. Isn't that a th- yeah. like something they drop in Men in Black? Like, oh, like where do you think all this tech came from? Like, It's all from Roswell.
1: The person that is responsible for adapting all this technology in this movie is Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Who's in this movie for 30 seconds? Yeah. Right. Played by David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I thought it was cool that he was in there. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. Uh, but yeah, this movie then cuts the UN and they're unveiling the Goliath, which is like the new fighting mech fucking thing. But I guess, like, Teddy Roosevelt is bummed that, like, not Mm -hmm. a lot of people are there. Like, people have kind of, like, it would seem lost have lost interest in this war and the preparation for a a possible second invasion.
0: Right. They are part of an acronym that I attempted to write down and didn't try that hard, but it's called Ares, which the is Allied Resistance Earth Squadron. There we go. That's it. Which yeah. is like an international fighting force designed to prevent fights with the aliens in the future. However, people as Keith was just saying, people have lost, lost interest in this program and actual World War 1 is seemingly on the verge of breaking out in Europe.
2: I think this is an interest a cool theme like yeah. that People are getting, like, I don't know if it just means that we're all war-hungry. Like, if there's no right. war going on, we'll pick our own fight, because, I don't know.
1: It's uh, kind of bleak in a way. Yeah. It's like, we were all brought together, and now that the aliens aren't coming back,
2: eh. Yeah, we're all separating. So, Mr. Eric Wells is going to be leading the Goliath team. Tripod. Yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, with the other main characters that we talked about. Adrian with- Paul, Elizabeth Grayson.
0: And... Two others, yeah, and
2: and two others.
0: (laughs) One of whom was a a gimme to the Malaysian animators. They included a Malaysian prince Mm -hmm. is one of the other members, I guess, to make it appeal to what is for the animators
1: a domestic audience. Right. This is what I do. do They speak English in Malaysia like prevalently. I I don't know. I doubt it, but because this like premiered there, I believe, and I'm just like the voice cast is so touted, and I'm like, did this matter to them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, good question. Also, just to go back to the name of the main tripod being Goliath, maybe not a good name for your <laughs> heroic tripod. Because he's famous for losing? Yeah. I'm just... Is that too far?
2: No, no, no I'm I'm, thinking, I'm with you. It's funny. I didn't think about that. No, I d- guess I was just thinking like, oh, he's big.
1: That's what it means, I'm sure. Right, but yeah. he
2: does lose.
1: lose. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> he's famous for that one, by losing,
2: for to, losing some, f- to someone. To like reader.
0: a rock. Right. Yeah, to
1: losing for a rock. I mean, <laughs> oh. Goliath would better describe the invading tripod aliens.
2: Yes, who are True.
1: both larger and yeah. lose. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I only like winners.
1: Yeah, I I only lose. like tripods that win. Yeah. Don't get captured. So they have been receiving like some some transmissions and some energy signatures that indicate that these aliens are going to come back. So they're going to initiate some war games to try to prepare for the right oncoming assault. At which point,
0: the movie instructs you to stop and go watch the movie war games, and yeah, then you right. come back, <laughs> and it assumes you have all that knowledge. Right? Hmm? Did, did I do this wrong? No, I think you did it right. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool.
2: Then we get a scene like later that night. I guess everyone's at the bar. Teddy Roosevelt shows up to drink with everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. And we get some fucking Germans being bad guys.
2: Yeah, the Germans are ready to just like throw down again, like hinting at the oncoming World War I.
1: If the Germans were involved, these aliens would be destroyed in a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no. well, I think he's actually teasing the US about its involvement in Cuba
0: ah. in the Spanish American War. Oh which he refers to as a, f- a farting match.
1: <laughs> a farting match.
0: Which is an insult to farting matches. It was really a real flirtation with colonialism. Oh, we found it to our liking.
2: But uh, then Eric, Eric Wells kind of squanders this and he gives like an uplifting speech about how they all need to come together and humanity, blah, blah, blah. Right now. And the German yeah, right fighter now.
0: pilot guy, who I kind of thought was supposed to be like a Red Baron kind of character, yeah. he flies a red plane, yeah, uh, is like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, this whole multi-ethnic fighting
1: force is like, woo, right? let's fuck up some aliens. And there's this weird side plot. Where Adrian Paul's character is in the Irish Republican Army, yeah. and he's like a sleeper cell.
2: Well, because like they question him, they're like, "Hey, like, isn't your brother in the IRA?" And he's like, "Well, he's not me." Blah blah blah. And then we cut to later, and he's absolutely helping them yeah. out. <laughs> he's going to smuggle all this like alien tech for them. But then he's having second thoughts because he's like, "Well, I don't know. Like, the aliens are going to come back, so maybe I shouldn't do it." Yeah. Well, first, I think it's like there's too much security, so I can't do it now. And then it's like another excuse is I can't do it because we have bigger fish to fry. There's aliens, right. and his brother's a fucking dick, and it's like, nope.
1: And I don't care about the aliens. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't yeah. care that the world I, be the over.
0: genocidal aliens. <laughs> yeah. Also, at some point in this, we see a mountain of skeletons. Is it, but you see, so maybe care about the aliens. It's literally a mountain of corpses. Yeah. So, so this whole thing feels like something that's said in the special features, which was that. Joe Pearson says that he originally conceived of it as a series and then one of the other producers had said, no, we should make it a a feature film. A lot of the plots in this and things that are introduced feel like things that would happen in a series. Like you would have a four episode arc about whether or not Adrian Paul's character gets involved with these IRA people or not or what decisions he makes because it's like introduced and it kind of just goes away. There's a lot of plots like that that feel like there's something that would be interesting to spend some time on. But when you've got, like, a 90-minute project, like, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. But it feels like a lot of those traits are still contained in it.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of character building very early on. Or, like, little seeds of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. Eric Wells, like, being scared. Like, he seems to be afraid of being, like, a leader or something like that.
0: Because he knows he froze. Right. got daddy killed. But I'm not sure.
2: There's none of that arc is right. there. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Cuz he well I mean he hesitates for 2 seconds the first time he sees them. Yeah. And then that's it. And then he's just like yeah. shoot. Yeah. And that's just,
2: that's then he displays
0: great great leadership by saying shoot. shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, so- shoot. And everyone's like what do we do? Yeah. And it was like, do we sh- we can shoot? Holy <laughs> shit!
2: Uh, so at this war games thing, the aliens show up, and it's like, oh, right. it's real. Um, and they lose a bunch of their you know mech things, and uh, but they beat the the couple tripods, which are like scouts. Yeah, uh, and, and that's like kind of what sets off the movie. Three of them, yeah. or
1: something, and they fuck up these <laughs> oh yeah human like, tripods. The, the, the their kill death ratio is. Yeah. Off the chain. And I was like, what characters are left alive? I kind of had a hard time tracking what characters were in what tripod a little bit. That's a little confusing, but they're all in
2: his tripod.
0: Yeah.
1: They aren't, like, none of the other main characters are in other tripods. Right. They're yeah. all in they're the They're like Goliath.
2: his Goliath team.
1: I couldn't track that, hmm. even though it was literally said in the movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy. By the way, there's also, like, a Zeppelin and a Russian dude. We didn't even yeah. mention this Russian dude. Yeah, the leader of this program is a Rusky. Who's fucking, like, he looks like he's from uh, Street Fighter 2. Uh, what's that dude?
1: Zangief. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: fucking huge. And also, he's shirtless and wears a leotard the
0: entire yeah. time. And he gives you the Larry. He has that little triangle a triangle yeah.
1: <laughs> of <laughs> hair. <has> hair. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing to his dingleberry, his dongle, his tripod. His
0: tripod. There was yeah. an Onion article the other day, Zangaya fined for excessive celebrations. <laughs> and it's just, like, showing his Street Fighter celebration and being like, the Spanish audience did not appreciate after his victory. That's
2: good. The Earthlings are getting their butt kicked. They eventually go to the desert and mm-hmm. meet up with Wilson, who's played by Adam Baldwin.
0: They've landed in several places in North America, so they dispatched all of
2: them to go fight, and our heroes are sent to Albuquerque? Right, and there's like a energy factory or something yeah. that the aliens are using, and so they go with the help of this dude, Wilson, who's like... Unhinged. Unhinged, because <laughs> his wife was killed or something.
1: Yeah, his wife was killed and he saved her finger and he's wearing her like mummified finger around his
2: neck yeah
1: Sir, Sir davos style
2: so they break yeah. into this power plant to blow it up i like the power plant then they and they rescue some children that have been kidnapped in like alien nets this it's is something. what i
1: don't get i don't yeah. understand the scale of the um of the aliens because the tripods look enormous but yet they're small enough that they can, like, kidnap... There's two different tripods. Children.
0: There's little battle pods, kind of like those little scout guys that you right. see running around. They're small. And then you've got the giant
1: tripods, the which are, ones. like, yeah. a gajillion feet high. Hmm. The, the war of the world ones. <laughs> but I, th- I thought this um, this power plant scene was pretty cool. Like, the designs were awesome. It was creepy. This is where we see, like... They suck blood out of people. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. We see that done once and only yeah. once, and I
0: don't know why. What is, is that, that about? Is that
2: something from the original book?
0: Not that I recall,
2: but maybe. Or is that how they're immune now? Because we find out that the aliens are now immune to the bacteria. bacteria. So are they using the blood for antibodies?
0: That's what I was kind of expecting. I was kind of expecting that they were going to, by virtue of whatever's going on at this power plant, like, figure out how they were gaining immunity and find a way to stop it. Like, oh, like if we can shut down these plants, they're gonna have to leave because we can like stop their immunity or something. It's never really played out. But luckily, this plant happens to be filled with hundreds of drums of oil and a giant (laughs) propane tank. So they're able to blow it up.
2: And Eric stabs the fuck out of one of these aliens. Like busts through the tripod and he just knifes the shit out of his brain. That's not Eric. That's that's
0: the Malaysian character who is the unequivocal hero of this whole thing. Like he's the only one who's actually any good in this entire like no like he's like the character who's like actually heroic and it's clearly like a little something for the home team yeah uh
2: so then they realize after they just dis- destroyed this power plant that this was like this albuquerque thing was a distraction no shit it's albuquerque no offense albuquerque but like that the aliens are really planning on attacking like new york well, the,
1: well they had to go right for our meth labs first right for our meth labs
2: uh so then walter the,
1: white is in there
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, so then the battle continues in New York City, and that's the remainder of the film, basically, I guess. Yeah. Is there so else?
1: <laughs> it's like a standoff, and Teddy Roosevelt and his, like, Butch <laughs> lady friend, yeah, that's right. who wasn't in the rest of the movie, has this giant gun, and they're just, like, firing from the Ares headquarters. Right. Well,
2: hell, like rains from above, and I'm sure millions of people die. Oh, New York, yes. New New York York City City is completely destroyed,
1: (laughs) and we don't see any of that.
2: Right. And then there's a... That's weird. There's like a big mothership that attacks... And yeah. the Russian dude takes the Zeppelin. Oh, and the Russian dude's son is also there who sacrifices himself to Did like, we know that was his son until it happened? I, no. I wasn't tracking that until they mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, they... Maybe it was mentioned at some point and I missed it.
1: I don't think so. Okay. I think they just like kind of...
2: Then the dad's going to go down with the ship. Like his yeah. son dies, saving everybody else. And then the father, Russian man, crashes the Zeppelin into like the eye of the mm-hmm. alien weapon, a la Independence Day.
1: Up your alien assholes. <laughs> Does he actually say that in Independence Day? Or did I imagine
2: that? He says, up yours. I don't no. think he says, up your alien No, he ass- doesn't say, up yours. He says,
0: boys, I'm back. <laughs> he doesn't say, up yours. I-,
1: I swear at the end of the movie, he flies his plane, Independence Day, he flies his plane up the alien ship and says, up your alien assholes. No. Tell Randy me, Quaid. Would, Randy would, Quaid. Yeah. I would put ten
0: dollars down on this that he does not say that. I think he does. Huh? I mean, the bet the the bet is made, (laughs) or I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it's made. The bet is offered. I don't know if it's. I'm going to look this up real quick. You
2: guys talk about the end of the movie. They save
0: New York, I guess. I mean, New York's kind of fucked, but I guess they save it with like
1: with a lot of heroic Teddy Roosevelt thing. Uh, Bully, bully. This he he does say, bully. bully, bully. I didn't like that because it's like your friend just died. (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. all your friends and colleagues were just horribly murdered by aliens. Yeah, but like and you, you might
0: survive. So I feel like that's yeah. a pretty big delta when you thought yeah. that the remainder you and the remainder of your colleagues were gonna die. Right. The the change live. in attitude between yeah. that and the yeah, others probably
1: large. Yeah. But the ending is kind of like a not ending.
0: Well, I guess they, I don't know if they wanted to leave it open for them to make more content. Cause it doesn't get, you, they save
1: New York, but you don't get the impression that the war is over or anything. Right. And they're just kind of all standing in like a hero, heroic line.
2: So the, the answer is Randy Quaid says, All right, you alien assholes. Oh. So. I was wrong. Before he says the, I'm back or whatever. All right, you alien assholes. In
1: the words of my generation damn yep close close
0: no one wanted to bet me currency on this i'm, I'm distraught no, i don't have ten dollars so there we go right I'm poor yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no oh, we forgot to mention a few things ap doesn't in fact betray them to the ira for reasons that the shaw guy explains
2: and his brother yeah, like the... is pulls out a gun is gonna fucking shoot yeah. him Again, like you said, Kyle, this seems to make sense in a series where this might play out. You get
0: to live Um, in this moment a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Also, Elizabeth Grayson and Peter Wigfield. Fuck. That's right. And there's an extended version of it in the
1: special features.
2: See, there's titties. You get storyboard boobs
0: and you hear post-coital noises. Uh
1: David Abramowitz is obsessed with this part. They
0: talked about it at the convention. Yeah. with a lot of these parts yeah. in a lot
1: of these things. But what he's talking Heats, about. Yeah. It's the heat ray. He, <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it, it. he was like, these animators, the things they can do. Like, her breasts are so big. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is that. <laughs> okay. I remembered him talking about that from the convention, and I was, like, waiting to see that part. And for other reasons. You don't know what else happens with these tentacles. They gloop and glop all over the place.
2: (laughs) So let's talk about this movie. Does have a favorite part?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, for me, the initial concept... And kind of a lot of the design, the world design elements, I think, are really interesting. Like the technology, the kind of character of 1914 New York. I'm really invested in that, frankly. And I think a lot of the best parts were when we got to explore what that entails. And even just like the little details of like a sword-wielding Statue of Liberty, like tell you a little something. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The designs are really strong. Like there's a lot of art on the blu-ray disc that you can like scroll through
2: yeah you can also watch the whole movie in storyboards which is cool
1: all the designs are amazing i kind of like the alien tripod designs more than the human tripod designs Mm -hmm.
0: um well i feel like we've seen something more akin to the human tripod designs before yeah like it's like i mean it's a cool looking thing but i feel like it's of a type yeah whereas the alien ones i mean they do a good job frankly of making them look Quite
1: alien, yeah, and I think that's fun. Mm? I like the part where they infiltrate the weird, creepy alien base, and I, I just like all the Teddy Roosevelt parts. because yeah. that's cool that he's in it, even though he's a super jacked, gun-toting Teddy.
2: I like the music a lot. I thought the music was really good. Not that I didn't like the animation. I thought mm. the animation was really fun and the character designs. I love the opening credit sequence. Uh, but for an animated movie, I was like pumped up by the music, and it was uh, pretty epic.
1: So the song in the beginning of the movie, that is a like techno version of a song called Forever Autumn, which is like a War of the Worlds musical.
2: Oh, oh. really?
1: Yeah. So that was kinda cool. That's, cool. that's a good bit yeah. of
2: trivia there.
1: But I couldn't understand anything that was being said in that opening song. But I was like, that's cool.
2: And I did I kinda like the uh the opening scene in New York where it was just kinda like Seeing life in the city, people were watching the, I guess the German pilot, because mm-hmm. he's like famous and he's like flying around the streets, all yeah. like sky captain in the world of tomorrow. You have to of that as well. Only people he- are like, oh, look, it's whatever his name is. Yeah, um,
1: this does have a very sky captainy feel right. to it.
2: I haven't seen that movie in a long time.
1: Does not hold up. Interesting. I remember liking that movie.
2: Mm-hmm. I liked it when I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What happened to that guy?
2: Good question. Jude Law. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the,
1: the Sky Captain, like, creator. My main
0: takeaway is that I really wish a lot of interesting elements that are in this had more time to breathe. Because it feels a little overpacked. Like, it's very ambitious. And it's also really, I think, has a very commendable instinct to really draw from a lot of historical events. But they're things that just you can't do part way. So, like, this entire concept that World War I is about to break out and humans have these alien tripods. Like, in fact, it is announced that, like, Archduke Duke Franz Ferdinand was, in fact, assassinated. Right. Like, the event that kicks off World War I. I think I would be very invested in a show that's, like, World War I is happening. Right. And, like, the main, part of the, the problem is, like, the main characters have to try to fight these aliens while convincing most of the world to stop fighting each other. Yeah. Like, yeah that's interesting same thing with this like ira plot but it doesn't have time to breathe yeah. whereas like i don't know seeing these all these factions going on while simultaneously trying to stave off an alien invasion would be cool
2: yeah i wanted more story i think like i liked a lot, like you say i like a lot of these ideas that they're, they're cool. kind of they're dropped in there and then we kind of don't hear a lot from them later it's like oh.
0: yeah i felt myself like having an experience quite often of being like oh that's pretty cool Oh, that's pretty cool. But then it's like a lot of things don't don't end up becoming important, mm-hmm. which I think is just a limit of the feature film format. Right.
1: There's just a lot of characters that you kind of wish you got to know a little more mm.
2: that don't have that much time to shine. Interesting. Well, before we wrap up this episode, why don't we play a short little game? Let's do it. So we're going to play a short game of three and five. You guys know the rules. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to have five seconds to name three examples of whatever category I give you. And we'll go back and forth between Kyle and Eamon, obviously, as you would do. As, as you would. And the way the point structure works is you get one point per clue. And if you get all three, you get two points for a grand total of four points per round. Nailed it. And there oh. are five rounds. All right, ready? Eamon. Yes. Eamon, name three Highlander actors not in War of the Worlds.
1: Oh, puppy milk. Um, uh, puppy milk. Uh, 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 <laughs> you could name Joan Jet. <laughs> <laughs> you could name literally anyone
2: I except know. for these people. Yeah. I completely blanked. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there that question go. was really just named three Highlander actors. Yeah,
1: and yeah. aren't like the main cast. You could have named anyone from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just completely blanked.
2: <laughs> yeah, the movie. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Christopher
1: All right. Lambert. Mm. All
2: right, so you get one point. I'll give it to you. Oh,
1: thanks. That's generous, but I
2: allow it. Name three H.G. Wells
0: stories uh, War of the Worlds, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Captain Nemo, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Time Machine.
2: I think you're going to get one point for that, too. How do you figure? You get War of the Worlds. But I believe a lot of those stories you mentioned were Jules Verne. Jules Verne. That might actually be true. I actually had this problem the other day, Uh, too. I was like, oh, that story. And I was like, shit, that's Jules Verne. 20,000
0: Leagues Under the Sea is Jules Verne. Yeah. All right. I'm going to double check this, but I think you are correct now that I hear it. It
2: is. Yeah. You have to double check. You got one point. Be happy. You got the point. You got the point. Mm -hmm. You got the point. Mr. Eamon. Yes, sir. Name three Teenage Mutant Ninja
1: Turtle villains. Shredder, Krang, uh, Slash.
2: Sure. All right. You get four points.
1: hey Did I say the time machine?
2: Yes, but the time
0: was up. All right. I don't know about that, but okay. Oh, he was the Isle of Dr. Moreau. Yes, he was.
1: Moreau. Marlon Brendo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, name three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle allies.
1: Ooh. Does
2: that mean, sorry, does that just mean
0: not Ninja Turtles?
2: Yeah, they're, they're okay. friends. Yeah, okay. friends.
0: Uh, April O'Neil... Uh, Splinter, and I will say the rabbit. A oh, fuck, what's the rabbit's
2: name? <laughs> the rabbit.
0: <laughs> I, I was convinced I was going to be able to come up with his name. And Usagi Yojimbo. Gonna... Is that his name? Yep. Nice. Well done. You uh, get two.
2: Stan huh. Sakai. Casey Jones. Oh, Casey Jones one.
0: was the obvi- That's low hanging yeah, fruit. Yeah. I should have gotten that one. Casey. It's good you got Splinter,
2: though. I was. That's a tough one, because I feel like you'd think he's see, kind of part of the turtles. See, that's like, no, he's, he's.
0: I let myself get tripped up on that for a second. I was like, wait, is he in? Is he out? Not a <laughs> turtle. Then,
1: yeah. Venus, would she count?
2: Who's Venus? The, the girl,
0: girl The girl turtle oh, and the live-action
1: monstrosity. <laughs> yeah. Eamon. Yes, sir.
2: Name three cartoons Joe Pearson has worked on.
1: Oh. Captain Simeon. Mm-hmm. Captain Simeon, the Spake Monkeys, Rocco's Modern Life, Tiny Toons. Yeah. yeah. There we go.
2: Kyle. Name three Teenage Ninja Turtle video games. Uh, Turtles in Time,
0: uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage per- Ninja Turtles, uh, Hyper
2: Dimension. All right. Nice. 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 Amen. Name three characters from Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, God.
1: Rocco, Heifer, Filbert.
0: Hey, good there job. We go. I maybe would have gotten Phil, uh, Heifer. Yeah. Good good call mm. on Filbert. That was intense. Turn was the a page. A B- the big wash mouths. your hands. Oh, the big oh, yeah. heads.
1: Oh, big, big heads. heads. Ed right. big head. Yeah. And I forget her other. This is the stuff that's in my brain. Like...
2: Alright, Kyle. Name three characters from this movie. <laughs> oh
0: God. Uh Wells, Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham. Nice.
1: Who's Abraham?
0: Abraham's the black guy from Canada. Who just wants to see who just wants to see my
1: girls. All right, you got it. Damn straight. Nice.
2: Abraham. That was a good one. That was a good one.
1: <laughs> Amon. My girls. Yes, sir.
2: Name three Pearl Jam songs.
1: Oh shit. Uh, Do the evolution, uh, even flow? Is that a song? <laughs> I don't know. Even flow—is that what that's called? I
0: thought that was Smashing Pumpkins, but I can't remember. It's I don't not know. Smashing Pumpkins.
1: The time's out, right? Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: you, okay. yeah fuck yeah, it's out. <laughs> all right. There all right.
1: used to be one I really liked, and I don't remember what it's called. Head of J or something.
0: Keep on rocking in the free world. Keep on.
1: That's Pearl Jam. No, with Neil Young. Oh, oh. Wow. even
0: flow is Pearl Jam.
1: Did I get that in time?
2: You did. Okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you did. All right, Kyle. Buckle up. Name three characters from Tiny Toons. Uh, oh. Buster
0: Bunny, Babs Bunny, uh, da, 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 da. Ham, Hampton.
2: All right. Nice. What's the duck's name? Plucky. Plucky. That was the one I was Plucky trying duck. to th-
0: think of, but I couldn't come up with it. And Elmira? El- El- Elvira. Is it? No. Oh, Elmira. Elmira. Yeah, Elmira.
1: Right. Elmira. Dizzy it's,
0: It took me so long to realize that she's the equivalent of Elmer Fudd. Like, I don't think I realized that in real time. Mm, Like, instead of a hunter who kills animals, she just wants to hug them, and then she inadvertently kills them, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Like
2: a trapper. Trapper.
0: Tracker. Man is Tracker. You, IBorgs. Eyeborgs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should definitely watch that movie. Kyle and I watched that in college. Really? Yeah, we did. We like DVR'd it, I think. Oh, it's yeah. a movie? Yeah, it is a movie. What do no, you think it was? I thought it was a TV show. No. Yeah. Oh, Tracker's a TV Tracker's a TV show, not Eyeborgs. IBorgs is a standalone, like, made-for-TV movie? AP epic. Eyeborgs. Oh, sh- shit.
1: What? Is it a tie? It's a tie. Yeah. Oh, my God. 14
2: to 14. 1414. 14. So it's a tie. And we're all happy with that, I think. We're we? all winners. That's right. We're all I, winners. I will tolerate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in War of the Worlds Goliath, you can pick it up on Blu ray. I think it's about, what, 17 bucks, I'd say, on Amazon. Yeah. It's a double disc, which is mm-hmm. cool. It's got your standard movie, and it also has a 3D version of the movie.
0: That was something I wanted to ask about. Yeah. Because I don't know much about the process of making things 3D, but every once in a while there'd be like a quirk in the animation. I would think, like, huh, that looks a little weird. And I kept wondering that if I had a 3D TV and the appropriate eyewear, like would that have right. actually, would something that kind of looked weird have actually looked rather cool in that mm.
1: context? Yeah.
2: I think this movie was also made to be 3D, correct? Like I yes. thought some of the animation, yeah. like, stuck out as like, oh, they're definitely wanting this to pop off the screen.
1: Or be interesting if you've seen this in 3D to message us and tell us how it was. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's got a bunch of special features, which mm-hmm. is cool. Like you said, Eamon, there's storyboard art, which is neat. Yeah. And there's a whole behind-the-scenes featurette on how the movie got made. Mm-hmm. Like, they really get into the funding aspect of yeah. it. Uh,
0: <laughs> they actually do. It's odd. Yeah.
2: And again, make sure you check out the video with Joe Pearson from the Highlander Worldwide Convention. It's got lots of really great stories, uh, how this movie was made, how Highlander, The Search for Vengeance kind of came about. It's and he's a cool. super cool guy. Awesome. Video. He, and he had some, awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, also, you can really tell both in this and from speaking to him, he's got like a real passion for history mm-hmm. yeah. that I think bleeds through into this a, an awful lot. Well, his, like, you can see that.
2: His passion project that he wants to get made is about... Uh, I'm forgetting the gentleman's name, who was... John like, Brown. John Brown. It was, like, a preacher-prophet abolitionist, like... Most known for the raid... But also, like, a on, murderer,
0: like... Yeah, most most well-known for the raid on Harper's Ferry. Brought down by Robert E. Lee.
2: Mm. Oh. But his uh, his pitch for that seemed awesome. It's the sort of thing I'd love to see as, like, a Netflix show. Especially...
1: Yeah. These days. That's right. <laughs> what do you mean, Eamon? Uh it sucks.
0: <laughs> uh very good. Well, but you know, especially if you're into Highlander, it is kind yeah. of a, a trip to see the to hear these characters' voices. Yeah. Uh and uh, see them mull around in this. And you can also really hear some of David Bromowitz's some David Abramowitzisms, mm-hmm. yeah, bleeding through it. I really get a kick out of hearing Jim Burns's voices. Yeah, Teddy is well. a great job. Yeah, he's great. That's uh, really fun. You know, if you're a Highlander fan, this is definitely worth a watch. Sure, I think
2: absolutely cool. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Join us next week for another exciting new episode of the Highlander Rewatch Podcast. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amon. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bully. Bully.